Ephesians chapter 5, verse 19. It says, Speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and make a melody in your heart. Now I want you to grasp this just for a moment with me. I saw this scripture and... Pastor Mike showed it to me this week, and he and, and he was saying he was showing it to me in a different realm than I'd ever seen it before. Because so many times we think that when we sing, we're just singing unto ourselves. But he's saying here, as you speak to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making a melody in your heart to the Lord. Colossians three sixteen goes along with this. It says, "Let the word of Christ." Dwell richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. We speak life to one another when we sing. We teach one another when we sing. We admonish one another when we sing. We are speaking to ourselves when we sing. We're building ourselves up in Christ. This word building up here, admonish, means to gently correct, to caution and to warn. Do we have that in our songs? Do we have those things in our songs? That's why we, we sing these songs. It's because it's for us to be able to edify ourselves, but it's also for you to edify those around you. You're not an island. Worship is everything to God. He admonishes us to do it. We are celebrating Him. If you're not, then it's correcting our heart that isn't celebrating because God wants us to bring our heart to focus on Him and to bring it away from ourselves. Worship does that. Worship takes it from us to Him. Worship takes the attention off of self and places it on God's. God, God, I was thinking about that this week and I was in my prayer time and I was, remember the, I mean, you've seen those pictures of them carrying the king. You know, they carried him on their shoulders. They'd have him on this, this big platform. And they would carry him. And I was thinking to myself, as I was lifting my hands to the Lord, I said, God, that's what I need to be doing to you. I need to be putting you up in that place, that pedestal where you belong. I need to put you on the throne where you belong. I need to give you honor and, and admiration that you deserve. And as I raised my hands up, I could picture in my mind seeing God lifted up. When we raise our hands to God, when we surrender ourselves, when we look to Him, He begins to use that in our lives. He uses it to, for us to bless others around us. That's what the psalm, that's what he's saying here. Sing those songs. Sing those things. Admonish one another. Build up one another in your spirit. Those who are sitting bored, what are you speaking? Pastor Mike said it like this. When you're sitting bored, what are you speaking? You're speaking Christian cuss words. Hmm. Listen, it doesn't have to be loud. It doesn't have to be demonstrative. But it has to come from our heart. How many times have we went into service and we don't give God our very best? We don't even give Him our heart. We go in, we go through the motions, and then we leave, and then that's the end of it. God's calling us out of that. I'm telling you right here, guys, I am not about a program. I am not about what we can do to, 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 uh, to stir up you know, some kind of uh, uh, entertainment. What I want is God. I want God more than I want anything else. That's why I'm here. That's why I spend that time beforehand because you know what? I want His presence to be here in our midst. I don't want you to be excited about Greg. I want you to be excited about Him. Whether it's hands up, hands down, hands folded, tears or without tears, a smile or without. If we're singing from the heart when that's happening, those around you get blessed. That's what the Bible says.
It's not me telling you this. When you worship, when you lift your hands toward heaven, when you begin to praise God, you are blessing those around here. You are admonishing those around here. You become a teacher. Did you know that? Well, I'm not hurting anyone if I just sit here real quietly and I just, I'm not hindering anybody if I just sit here gelling. If you're a believer in Christ, you are hurting those around you. You have a duty. When we sing to one another, we're teaching, we're edifying, we're admonishing, we're building up people in the Spirit. That's what the Bible says. That's what occurs when we begin to sing and we begin to praise God. That's what's going on in the spiritual realm. How does it happen? I don't know. Can I see it happening? No. But I will tell you this. When we begin to praise God, when we begin to worship Him, something happens in the atmosphere. A spiritual work is happening. If it's from our hearts... That is why it is so vital for the whole body to worship, to sing from our heart. You come prepared. You come ready. You come obedient to the command of God. Ephesians 5.19, the first part of that, in verse 18, I'm going to go back one verse. It says, And do not be drunk with wine, which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another. Be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing and making a melody in your heart. When you get filled with the Spirit, praise will explode inside and outside of you. When you get truly filled with the Spirit, it's not about speaking in tongues. It's going to be about something that happens deep within you, and it's going to explode out of you because you don't have anything left. All you can say is, God, this is what I've got inside me. I have to let it out. Praise is the evidence of being filled with the Spirit. Praise and worship fuels the Spirit of God within our life. You want to be filled? You want to stay filled? Sing and worship. It says, with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. I'm not talking about hymn book here. I'm a, there's the, Greek, the, the Greeks where it says this. Psalms, it probably meant those psalms that David spoke about. The hymns were extemporaneous effusions of praise of God uttered in the, in, under, in the influence of divine spirit or a sense of His especial goodness. The songs or odes in whatever form they were composed, we learn that they were all spiritual, tending to magnify God and edify men. Here's what he's saying. Be diverse in your singing. Be diverse in your adoration. As you love God, right out of the Bible, you can begin to speak it. You can begin to pray the Bible. You can begin to worship the Bible. You can begin to celebrate it. Think about the goodness of God. There's a variety of ways to praise Him. Hands lifted, shouting, singing, singing a new song, kneeling, bowing, clapping, standing, being still, speaking, face down, dancing with the harp and lyre, instruments, banners and flags. All these things. All these things, praise God. There's different ways. We can all sing in a corporate setting of worship that can be praise. There can be the person up front singing that comes from their heart and we listen and we're moved. Or maybe we're not. The person up front or in the audience sings a prophetic song and the Lord begins to speak to His people through that prophetic worship. The person up front or in the audience sings a message in tongues and then an interpretation is sung or is spoken. 
The person up front finds a phrase or two, hopefully prompted by the Holy Spirit, and the church begins to worship with that. They begin to war cry that. I'll give you an example, like make us an army of laid down lovers. God's calling us to, to lay down our lives. That's what he's saying here. When we, when we begin to begin to repeat those phrases, when we begin to sing those songs of joy, when we begin to sing those songs before God, something happens in the atmosphere. We're not just doing it for our own good. You're doing it for those around you. You're affecting the atmosphere around you. You want to see lives change? You want to see your kids come to Christ? You want to see those around you come to Jesus Christ? Then begin to praise Him. Let the drippings of, of the Holy Spirit that's upon you, the presence of God that's on you, let it drip out of you and begin to touch those around you. Let it influence the world around you. Don't be influenced by this world, but you be the influencer. Some of us say, you know what? Psalms 519 again says, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making a melody in your heart to the Lord. Worship begins in our heart. It explodes out of our lips and out of our body. But it must become from our heart eventually. We must come in. Maybe this week your life is heaviness. Maybe you got financial pressures. Maybe you got family problems. Maybe someone in your family has died. Maybe you got a marriage difficulty. All these things and you just don't feel like it. But out of obedience. The Bible says that out of obedience, if we do these things, it may start in the flesh. It may feel very physical when you start it. But I will tell you this. As you begin to praise Him, as you begin to worship, it will turn into the spiritual realm. Our heart will catch up with what's going on in our mind as we walk in obedience to Christ. My wife likes to say, begin in the flesh, move it into the spirit. I don't feel like it. Okay, praise him anyway. Remember this, the Bible says he inhabits the praises of his people. He doesn't want lip service. In Matthew 15, 7, it says, hypocrites, well, did Isaiah prophesy about you saying, these people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commands of men. Lip service Christianity is an epidemic in our country. We go through the, the, the world all week long. We do all these things that the world does. And then we come in on Sunday and we want to just spend that one minute, five minutes, ten minutes with the Lord and we give him and worship Him. And you know what the Bible says? God does not accept that kind of praise. He's looking for obedience in our heart. He's looking for that heart type of worship. It becomes an annoyance to God when we come in on Sunday morning and we spend all week in hell and we come in on Sunday morning and we think it's going it's to just change everything for five minutes with Him. I want my worship, I want our worship to be a sweet aroma that goes around the throne of God and it circulates and God breathes it in. Not that we're perfect, but that we're obedient. I want, a God, I want God to take a whiff of my worship and breathe it in. Romans 12.1 says, Therefore present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Don't let your heart be far away. Let your heart be close to God. I'm going to give you tonight, very quickly, I'm going to give you something very powerful in the spirit realm that you have, maybe you've never seen before. I'm about to give you a weapon that you can use for the rest of your life that is very powerful. Isaiah 54 verse 1 says, Sing, O barren woman, you who never bore a child, burst into song, shout for joy. You were, you were never in labor, 
You who were never in labor, because you are, you, will have, you are more than the children of the desolate woman, than the one who has a husband, says the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tents. Stretch out the tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen the cords. Strengthen your stakes. For I will spread out to the right and to the left. Your descendants will dispose the nations and settle in their desolate cities. Sing, O barren woman. When you're dry, sing. When nothing is happening, sing. When you're discouraged, sing. When nothing seems to be growing in your belly, sing. When nothing seems to be changing, sing. When every effort doesn't work, come out of that barrenness and sing to the Lord. He tells us to sing before we see the answer. You who never bore a child, burst into song. That almost seems, that almost seems contrary when you think about it. Because if you think about the, the Israelites and, and, and Judah and the, and the people of this time, if you were barren, your husband had the right to divorce you. If you were barren, you were probably going to be a slave. If you were a barren woman, you had no hope of life. It was a horrible thing. Not like that today we can adopt and we do all these things. But in that time, if you were barren, it meant destitute. It meant there was nothing for you in life. You who were never born a child, burst into song, he says. Shout for joy. Think about the shame of this woman. And now she's told to shout for joy. Burst into joy. To not give your husband a child was almost certainly the end for you. But this woman, the Bible says, though she has no children, she is told to burst into song, whose life is meaningless. God's saying, I will bring you purpose. The word burst here means to break out, to break forth, to make a loud noise. This is exactly the opposite of what we do when we feel down and when things aren't going our way. The worst thing that we want to do, especially if we are barren, you know what we want to do? We want to cry out to God. We want to go bury our shame. We want to go drink our sorrows away. We want to feel numb. We want to go take some marijuana. We would like to go take some prescription drugs just to be able to forget what's going on. And the Bible tells us something different. It says, instead of doing those things, I'm asking you to praise me. I'm asking you to worship. I'm asking you to lift up your hands in spite of your circumstance. Just like Paul and Silas when they're in jail. Here they are chained. They had been beaten and flogged. I don't think you know what that means. It says severely flogged. That means they were beaten almost to the end of their death. And they were laid out and they were hanged up on the side of this, this wall. And here they began to sing, sing at midnight. They began to praise the Lord. And God intervened in their midst. They sang before the answer came. Put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, Isaiah 61.3 says. If life's pressing you down, break out. Burst out in the opposite direction. You feel like you're being pushed down? Push up. Begin to praise Him. Joshua, they're getting ready to take the city of Jericho. And the Bible says that they were told to march around. And on the seventh day, they marched around seven times. And before the walls fell down, as the people of Jericho were probably laughing at them, they marched. And then the Bible says that God told them to shout, for God has given you the city. The word shout is ruach, 
which means to split the ears. I know some of you come in here and you think, Greg, you play that music a little bit too loud. And that's why I've got some earplugs over there for those of you who wrestle with that. But I'm going to tell you what. You know what? God doesn't mind us getting a little loud. He doesn't mind a little shouting. Because I'm going to tell you what. If you look in Ezra chapter 3, verse 11, it says, and these are all these scriptures, it says, with thanksgiving and praise they sang. And it says, a great shout of praise. In Psalms 95, it says, let us shout aloud to the Lord. Psalms 98, it says, shout for joy and burst into jubilant song. Shout for joy before the Lord. Psalms 100 it says, shout for joy to the Lord. God's giving us some direction here. Something we probably don't, we don't always take. It's much easier just to sit back and go what is it that, that Nathan you said many a long time ago, you know, when we're getting ready to go into battle and we, and we get ready to charge the enemy and we say, here I come, I'm going to get you. Jesus! That's what He wants us to cry out. He wants to hear it from us. He loves to hear the praises of His people. The Bible says He inhabits the praises of His people. If we don't cry out, the Bible says that the rocks will cry out. The answer wasn't there for them yet, but they began to worship. Isaiah 42, 13 says, The Lord will march out like a mighty man. Like a warrior, He will stir up His zeal. With a shout, He will raise the battle cry and the triumph over His enemies. Aren't we supposed to imitate God? What did I tell you last week? I said we have the same spirit, the same power, the same glory, the same measure. We're made in the same image. We have the same works and greater. But do we walk in that? We have everything in our arsenal available for us. It begins with our praise. It begins with our worship. When things aren't going right, praise Him. When you're in your car on the way to work and you hate your job, praise Him. When things don't look right, when you're going to jail, praise Him. The shout of God is a weapon. Remember we talked about the armor of God and we spent weeks on that. I want you to know that one of the weapons, and this is not a, uh, a defensive weapon, it is, an, it is an offensive weapon. The shout of God is an offensive weapon to the enemy. The shout of God disperses the enemy. Let God arise and His enemies be scattered. Our method is to celebrate after God moves. God's method is to praise Him before He moves. Burst out. Shout for joy. Break out. Break out in song so you can break out of your bondage. Break out in shouts so you can break out of Satan's grip. Sing, O barren woman. You who never bore a child, burst into song. Shout for joy. You were never in labor because more are the children of the desolate woman than those who have a husband, says the Lord. He says this also, he says, enlarge the place. Remember a couple of weeks back, or it's probably been months now, you said, you talked about, Danae talked about, we needed to enlarge the, the wineskins. We needed new wineskins because when they get poured into, they'll be able to stretch and they won't crack. God's calling us to that too. He's saying, listen, I'm going to spread you out. You know that thing that's in your belly, I'm going to give birth to it. I'm going to give birth to you. You know what? You look desolate right now, but your kids are going to be more than the kids of the, of, 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 of the woman who has a husband. 
Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch out the tent's curtains wide. Don't hold back. Lengthen the cords. Lengthen the stakes. When you begin to praise God, you will not be able to contain everything God gives you. You will spread out, the Bible says, to the right and to the left. Your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. Faith celebrates the pre. Pre Pre-answer. Pre-miracle. Pre-the city being taken. Pre-breakthrough. When we begin to worship and we begin to praise Him in that pre-area, before we see the results, as we begin to speak it into life, you know, the songs we sing, I, we, we particularly bring, we bring these songs because, you know what, I want them to build you up. I want them to build those around you up. I want those to bless you. When we sing, Spirit, break out. Tear down those walls. I want the walls that are in your life to be torn down so that you can worship God with freedom and you can walk in victory with Christ. Psalms 149, and I've, sing, I've, I've preached this many times. It says, praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song. His praise in the assembly of His faithful people. Let Israel rejoice in their Maker. Let the people of Zion be glad in their King. Let them praise His name with dancing and make music to Him with the thimble and harp. For the Lord takes delight in His people. He crowns the humble with His glory. Let the faithful people rejoice in His honor and sing for joy on their beds. May the praise, may the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged double sword in their hands to inflict vengeance on the nations, to punishment on the people, to bind up their kings with fetters, to bring their nobles with shackles of iron, to carry out the sentence written against them. That is what God does when we worship Him. You want to see the enemy dispersed? Praise Him. Let the high praises of God be in your mouth. Let the high praises of God be in your mouth. Shout for joy. For God has given you victory. I want you guys to understand that I'm not just saying this tonight. I want you to understand that there is a weapon at our disposal that we can take to the enemy. An offensive weapon. We have the armor of God upon us. We can take it to the enemy because we have the high praises of God in our mouth. We disperse the enemy. When we begin to praise God. We tell the enemy to flee. You know what? They have to flee at the name of Jesus. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. God's calling us to be people of praise. In these last days, I'm telling you guys, we're living in the last days. If you don't know it, we're in the last days. The time is short. That's why I don't spend a lot of time when I get up here and speak and tell you stories and jokes and and make you laugh. Because you know what? I believe that we're living in a serious time. I don't have time. I want to sound the alarm. I want you to understand that we're living in the last days. God's calling us to be praisers, to be people of praise. We're going to spend some time in praise right now and worship to God. I want you to honor God with your praise. When we come to praise Him, I want you to give your very best. I want you to remember, you know, sometimes we... And I'm, you know what, if, 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 if you're an older person and you need to sit, I have no problem with that. But you know what, some of us have no problem standing for 30 minutes just to say, we want to honor our God. 
You know what? It's not, a, it's not a drudgery to lift my hands up. Because you know what? If I, had to, if I want to carry around God, if I'm carrying around the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords on, his, on that platform, on His throne, as I carry Him around, I begin to worship Him. I begin to honor Him. You know what? It's not too hard for me to put my hands up and do that, to honor Him. Because here He is. God, I want to give You glory. You're the Lord and King of my life. I want to bless You, Lord. Maybe tonight... You need to move out from where you're at. You know what? You can come up here. My wife has these. If you need to kneel, if you don't want to hurt your knees. But you know what? I want you tonight, as we spend this last 30 minutes, I want you to worship and praise God. I want you to bow down and magnify Him. I want our worship tonight as God gets a whiff of our worship. As God gets a whiff of the aroma of our worship, as it swirls around the throne of God, as He breathes it in, I want it to be holy and pleasing to Him. I want Him to go, you know what? That's my people. I want Him to lend an ear from heaven. What is that I hear in Springville, California? That there's a people that have called out my name. They're worshiping me. They're praising me. They're getting excited about what I'm about to do. God gets excited about that. Did you know that? He loves the praises of His people.